This is the RBR TVBR In Focus podcast. Here's your host, radio and television business report editor-in-chief, Adam R. Jacobson. Hello again and welcome to the podcast, which is presented by .fm. Streaming social podcast or broadcast, get a .fm domain name by heading over to get.fm today. And today we're chatting with Joe D'Angelo. He is the Senior Vice President of Broadcast and Digital Audio at Xperi. Joe is responsible for global broadcast radio business and product development at the parent of both HD Radio and DTS Auto Stage, the potential game changer for radio as the connected car evolves ahead of the anticipated rise of the autonomous vehicle. D'Angelo joins us today to talk about what Xperi has in store for the upcoming NAB show, what attendees of an invitation-only cocktails and conversation reception during the show for radio industry pros can expect at that event, which is presented in part by Xperi and Streamline Publishing's Radio Inc. and the Radio and Television Business Report. It is great to be speaking with you again, Joe. Great to be with you, Adam. Let's begin our conversation with a similar question I asked Paul Jacobs of Jacobs Media last week regarding the 2023 NAB show, which is expecting upward of 70,000 attendees and is looking to be a big conference in broadcast technology and cool gadgetry for the use of radio and television stations across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, is there anything that particularly excites you that you're ready to learn more about, or is this a full-on exploratory mission for you? I'm very excited to introduce our uh, analytics coming out of uh, Auto Stage. So I think really from our perspective, uh, it's really our opportunity to engage with the industry, demonstrate what we have been up to for the last year in terms of uh, developing new technology and services, and, and understanding what the needs are of the industry and how they're changing and how we can meet those needs with our solutions. So it's really those conversations with the broadcasters, both you know at a senior level and at an engineering level that I'm looking forward to. For those that are not familiar with Auto Stage, uh, how does that differ or how is it similar to something like Apple CarPlay? So DTS Auto Stage is... Uh, at its core, a hybrid radio platform. And what that means is um, we are basically combining over-the-air broadcast radio, whether it's analog, HD radio, or DAB in Europe, with IP-delivered metadata or content enhancements. So it's it's not an app. It's the native radio in the car, Mm -hmm. but it's radio that does take advantage of IP-delivered uh, content, much like, you know, a Spotify or a, a Pandora would have, um, you know, rich metadata associated with their audio services. So does that mean, for instance, in my Subaru, I'm going to have to pay $20 a month to AT&T to have the Wi-Fi hooked into the car, or is that completely unique and different? Um, well, that decision's really not up to us. That's up to the automaker. But what I can tell you in the five brands that we've launched with, which are uh, Mercedes, Hyundai, Kia, Genesis, and Tesla, uh, there is no additional charge for the data capacity required for uh, DTS Auto Stage. It's built into the base connectivity package that is available with those cars for things like mm-hmm. safety and security and, and vehicle system updates. So it is a, a basically a free service, a free enhancement for broadcast radio. 
I love it. And with broadcast internet, the talk of the NAB show in 2022, I'm going to think that there's a possibility there as well in terms of how uh, that could be powered. I mean, you certainly have data spots where, okay, I have AT&T internet in my car, but there are certainly places driving around where that signal may not be so great. Um, perhaps broadcast internet can fill in the gaps or help out there. Uh, more to come on that. Now, Joe, you've been a speaker at IBC in Amsterdam, which is perhaps the largest event outside of the U.S. for broadcast media leaders. Radio Days Europe is on the way in Prague on March 28th. I'm sure there's going to be some great conversations there. I'm wondering what at least the biggest takeaway from IBC and what you expect to hear in Europe uh, will be for you. And I'm wondering if the North American market in particular is unique from the rest of the world when it comes to audio technology advancements, or perhaps it's not because you did mention DAB+. I'm looking forward to Radio Days Europe. It's a, it's a fantastic show. And, you know, we've been very involved with World DAB over the last year. And I think one of the more encouraging signs coming out of Europe is the proliferation of DAB, the, the continued investment by commercial and public service broadcasters in a digital infrastructure for broadcast, as well as the increasing adoption by automakers. So this this trend of investment and continued expansion of both infrastructure and consumer devices um, is something we're seeing both in Europe and in the U.S. In Europe, it's around DAB. In the U.S., it's around HD radio. But it, it's signaling, I think, a very robust uh, future for digital broadcasting. And I would be remiss to note that Radio Days North America will take place June 8th and 9th in Toronto at the Harbor Castle Weston Hotel on the shores of Lake Ontario as part of the week-long Canadian Music Week. So it's good to see Radio Days expanding at least into Canada and having a international dialogue when it comes to radio technology and just where the industry needs to future-proof itself. And uh, speaking of that, if one were to Google the name Joe D'Angelo, the words reinventing radio come up often. So what chatter about bringing visuals to radio taking place at the end of 2022 going into CES? I'm wondering if the concept of reinventing radio is a conversation you're having with your team at Xperi, and if you really believe that you're reinventing radio, perhaps simply making it future-proof. Um, we certainly do. You know, we have a, a, a fairly large team that's constantly looking at innovating around broadcast radio, adding new services, providing the tools necessary for broadcasters to compete against big tech in the car, in the home, on mobile. I mean, we really do do it all for broadcasters around the world, about 90,000 different radio stations. And what we've done most recently is we're layering in uh, personalization and recommendation into broadcast radio. So a lot of the capabilities that we use every day in our video platforms, for example, where video content is recommended based on previous viewing habits, based on an understanding of the catalog of video that's available on the different platforms, we're adding that same level of functionality to radio. Um, we're cutting through the clutter. We're getting um, 
recommendations in front of people, especially as they move from market to market, because, you know, radio's biggest strength is its localism. Uh-huh. But discovering radio in a new market can be very challenging. And because of the connectivity of AutoStage and our relationship with broadcasters, we're able to basically deliver an entirely new uh, discovery platform for broadcast radio, which, you know, I would humbly say is a, is a bit of a reinvention for, for radio's relationship with its audience. Radio is seen as a lifesaver in a time of emergency when it comes to relationship with the audience. And in our last In Focus podcast, we talked with Obama administration era FEMA head Craig Fugate on the importance of AM radio. Uh, Given your company's continued desire to grow HD radio and the excitement surrounding the DTS auto stage, I'm wondering where AM fits into the picture, if at all. Well, AM is uh, extremely important uh, to both platforms. So HD radio, um, I'm sure your listeners will recall, recently received approval for all digital AM operations, which is a dramatic improvement in fidelity and signal robustness, especially in e-vehicles, which we all know is a, is a hot topic right now. Uh, so I think HD radio does quite a lot to um, enhance and preserve uh, AM radio. And then DTS Auto Stage, the, the discovery and the rich analytics and the rich metrics that we deliver for FM stations applies equally to AM radio. Um, I was actually just at the uh, NAB State Leadership Conference, mm-hmm. and uh, David Lair did a presentation on exactly how powerful uh, AM radio is uh, and how well it's represented in uh, DTS auto stage-enabled cars. So it, it truly delivers a renaissance for the band in terms of fidelity, discovery, engagement, and preserves at its core that emergency availability of uh, AM messaging. So I have to ask, Joe, why then are some companies simply shutting down AM radio station? And while it's great to see the team at Hubbard Broadcasting in Washington, D.C. and Dave Colasar pioneering HD radio on an AM radio station, it seems that there's this sense that AM is just simply a thing of the past. How can the industry overcome that when its leaders are signing off on agreements to simply shut down properties and turn in licenses? It's a very challenging time, certainly in certain markets uh, for AM. And I think if we look at AM internationally, you're seeing large geographies, large uh, broadcasters and public service broadcasters uh, shutting down AM as they migrate to, you know, different infrastructure, specifically mm-hmm. uh, DAB. I think that trend um, is is being seen by some of the European car manufacturers as an indication that the broadcast industry maybe isn't that um, dependent or even supportive of the AM band. But as we, again, were reminded yesterday, Something like 47 million Americans listen to AM radio every day. So in the U.S., there still is a very vibrant Mm -hmm. AM audience. That being said, the performance of the band from a fidelity perspective uh, in the the, uh, presence of all the electromagnetic interference is very challenged. So 
the opportunity to increase performance with a technology like HD radio to retain the audience, to reuse that infrastructure is real. But I do think um, when you look at it from an economic perspective and the revenue that's available to AM radio stations, you are going to have to make some, some difficult business decisions as a broadcaster about, you know, how many AM towers can actually be supported with the revenue that's available to those broadcasters. So hopefully we'll find a balance here between um, the demand for access to the AM audience, the improvement of the performance of the band with things like uh, HD radio, and the fact that we have close to 100 million cars on the road that can receive that AM all digital signal, I think, uh, provides a foundation for AM to really persevere. And, and again, I stress and emphasize how AM usage in the U.S. and Canada is perhaps similar to only one international nation I can think of right now, and that's Australia. You have very different dynamics. You have geographical issues. You have historical uh, issues in terms of you know what content has been on AM uh, in North America and in Australia compared to nations like the UK and, and nations in Europe. And, uh, you know, I was a listener to Absolute Radio when it was Virgin Radio on 1215 uh, medium wave across the UK. And on January 20th, it went digital only. And there was a close down loop that said Absolute Radio is no longer available on AM, redirecting listeners to DAB. You know, we can argue, which we're not going to, about whether or not DAB should have been the system that the United States went to rather than doing HD radio as an uh, in-band on-channel solution. I think that the real key here is understanding that we're not Great Britain. And if you go out to Saskatchewan or you go out to Montana or even if you're driving around the New York tri-state area, AM radio still is very vital, and I think that there's a disconnect in terms of where AM radio can go, and perhaps the DTS auto stage can help AM radio uh, as a result. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I 100% concur, given the geography and the critical kind of lifeline that AM radio uh, presents. It's, it's a critical piece of our national infrastructure that deserves to be supported innovated and, uh, you know, continue in operations. Um, I believe there is a very viable future for AM. Um, again, I do think you'll see some reduction in um, uh, infrastructure, but it, it performs a vital role uh, in both informing and entertaining uh, the audiences, especially in those rural areas uh, that you described. So I'm sure the future of AM radio will be one of the topics of conversation at an invitation-only cocktails and conversations reception during the 2023 NAB show. It is set for Sunday, and the exact date is April 16th. Thank you. I have my calendar set to March 16th. still. Sunday, April 16th, That's at a location yep. which will be disclosed only <laughs> when you please email those involved with putting it together. Uh, your RSVP. It is a limited capacity event. It's going to be a great event at a great venue, different one than last year. Uh, Joe, if someone wanted to attend this event, uh, could they RSVP through you? What would be the best way to do it? 
Actually, I have, I'm prepared. I have the email right here. It's uh, Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-Y at thecreativeinc.com. Thank you. Chelsea has volunteered to coordinate all of the RSVPs, and, you know, we're hoping to have a great attendance like we've had for the last couple events. It's really been a great get-together, great uh, uh, environment for idea exchange and debate on the future of all things radio. Well, I look forward to chatting with you and others at this event on April 16th in Las Vegas. With that, uh, thank you so much, Joe D'Angelo, Senior Vice President of Broadcast and Digital Audio at Xperi, for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, Adam. And with that, we thank you, the listener, for tuning into this Radio and Television Business Report in Focus podcast, which was presented by .fm, streaming, social, podcast, or broadcast. Get a .fm domain name by heading over to get.fm today. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, or wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts. And be sure to visit rbr.com each Tuesday for our weekly tech roundup. It's available via email, too. You can sign up for the free newsletter at rbr.com today. From Streamline Publishing's global headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida, I'm Adam R. Jacobson for the team at Radio Inc. and the Radio and Television Business Report. Have a fantastic day.